Hello everyone, this is the CircuitPython Weekly for November 23rd, 2020. It's the time of the week where we get together to talk about all things CircuitPython. I'm Jeff Epler and I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython. CircuitPython is a version of Python designed to run on tiny computers called microcontrollers. Development of CircuitPython is primarily sponsored by Adafruit, so support us by purchasing hardware from adafruit.com. This meeting is hosted in the Adafruit Discord server. You can join anytime by going to, to adafru.it slash discord. We hold the meeting in the CircuitPython text channel and the CircuitPython voice channel. This meeting typically happens at mon on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern time, but the date occasionally varies for U.S. holidays, and we expect it to vary during the month of December. Uh, we have an online calendar. If you'd like to speak at the meetings, let us know, and we will add you to the CircuitPythonistas role. This will also get you a small number of notifications from Discord during the week, mostly reminders about the meeting. The length of the meeting varies, but it's often from 60 to 90 minutes long. The meeting is recorded and will be posted on YouTube and released on various podcast services. If you find this podcast is not available on your favorite podcast service, let us know. The meeting recording includes the text in the CircuitPython text channel and the audio from the CircuitPython audio channel. This meeting is accompanied by a notes document. If you wish to participate but don't have a mic, or just prefer not to have your voice recorded, you can add your update to the notes doc and we'll read them off. If you can't attend at all, same thing, leave your notes in advance. Otherwise, um, just put your name in as a placeholder um, if you're going to speak live. It's helpful if you fill out the full notes too. Uh, anyhow, for those watching after the fact, the document will be updated with time codes so that if you want to watch or listen to just part of the meeting, you can skip to what you're most interested in. This meeting is held in five parts. First, community news with links to CircuitPython projects and a preview of the Python on Hardware newsletter. Second, the state of CircuitPython, the libraries, and Blinka. We'll look at numbers that summarize the health of the project and get a high-level summary of recent development and future direction. Third, and the first of two round-robin sections, Hug Reports. In Hug Reports, we invite you to highlight positive communications from the awesome folks around us. In the round robin sections, we'll start with the moderator and continue in alphabetical fashion until everyone has had a chance to speak. If you're lurking, we'll skip over you, and if you have notes, the moderator will read them aloud. And by the way, if you'd enjoy leading hug reports or status updates, just let one of us know. We're happy to hand off that part of the uh, activities to someone else. Uh, anyway, fourth is status updates. It's another round robin, but it's the time for you to let us know what you've been up to since your last meeting. Uh, and what you hope to get up to before our next meeting. You can also tell us about unrelated fun stuff, um, what you're doing as, for most of us, winter approaches to, you know, stay sane. Um, anyway, quick uh, back and forth are appropriate during status updates, but if there are longer discussions, we need to take them to the fifth and final section in the weeds. <clears throat> so if you know you have a topic that's more open-ended, as soon as you know about it, uh, please add it to the end of the In the Weeds section of the notes document and tag it with your name so we'll know who's starting the discussion. Uh, we'll cover topics in the weeds in the order they were added to the document, and the person who is uh, raising the issue will get to lead that discussion. Uh, and by the way, if you want to participate in the spoken sections, you do need to be a member of the CircuitPythonista's role on Discord. We're happy to add anybody who asks. Um, yeah, so just a reminder, I'm going to assume that anyone who has not at least added their name to the notes document is lurking, that is, just listening in but not participating. 
And with that, I will continue to community news. All right, so one big piece of news that I think a lot of you have heard is that CircuitPython 6.0.0 stable and 6.1.0 beta 1 have both been released. And uh, we've got some links to those blog posts. We also passed a big uh, milestone number in the core development. We have had 2,000 closed pull requests. Pull requests are the way that uh, both the core developers and the community work together to improve CircuitPython. And uh, each one represents, at a minimum, hours and hours of work. So thank you for all the time and effort improving CircuitPython that that represents. Uh, the full newsletter is going to have a whole lot of MagTag projects. And I wanted to call attention to just a few of those. Uh, we're adding support in PyBadger so that you can use the MagTag as a conference badge. Um, Toddbot is working on a MagTag day of the week display for those of us who uh, can't tell Monday from Wednesday. And we've got an inspirational quote e-ink display. And that one's got a blog post and a YouTube. Uh, there are actually a lot more uh, MagTag projects that are going to be in the newsletter, but I'm going to skip ahead to news from around the web. Uh, someone put together a Zoom slash Microsoft Teams mute button with CircuitPython and a cutie pie. And I don't recognize that website for CN.com, so that's someone who's new to me. And then a video, which I gather is in Spanish, but the English title is How to Boot into ESP32-S2 with Arduino and CircuitPython. And uh, finally, uh, Nathan Dumont shares a bitmap font editor tool, um, which, like, say you want to add some black and white emojis or something to your uh, CircuitPython project, this looks like a great one. And there is a ton more uh, in the newsletter. The CircuitPython Weekly Newsletter is a community-run newsletter emailed every Tuesday. We've got complete archives at adafruitdaily.com. Uh, but when you subscribe, uh, you'll get the latest circuit the latest Python on hardware news from around the web, including CircuitPython, Python, and MicroPython developments. Uh, if you want to contribute your own news or project, or one that you uh, saw on Twitter, you can edit next week's draft on GitHub and submit a pull request. You can also tag at engineer on Twitter or email anb at adafruit.com. And that concludes community news. Moving on to the state of CircuitPython, Libraries, and Blinka, and getting close to the first chance I have to pass this off to somebody else. Um, so overall, we had over two dozen pull requests merged, uh, 27 pull requests from 15 authors and seven reviewers. Uh, I want to switch things around and highlight reviewers first. Uh, every change that we make, uh, both in the core and in the libraries, gets reviewed by someone else just uh, it can range from taking a look at it and saying oh this looks good or oh there are some things that need to be changed or uh, you know putting it on your device and doing some testing and so these people who do reviews are also critical contributors um, and this list also doesn't recognize just uh, everyday people who will comment on a github issue or a github pull request and those uh, comments are also super important, but we uh, don't have the technology that itemizes those. So anyway, our seven reviewers were the normal suspects, Katni, Lady Ada, Maker Melissa, myself, Foamy Guy, uh, Brent Aryu, and Tanute. 
And then our 15 authors, we have some names that I don't recognize or that I see less frequently. Uh, we have Kevin Belosky, Enview. Um, we have uh, Bergdahl, who is in here from time to time. Edrig is new to me. Sectouch is new. Slutsky. I feel like I've seen Target 363 before, but thank you to those 15 authors. And uh, now I'm going to pass it to Scott, if you're ready, to talk about the core. Sure. Hello. Hello. Uh, so for the core, uh, the stats we have is we have six pull requests merged from six different authors. Uh, I won't reiterate those names, but thank you to all those authors. We had two reviewers, uh, the, so thank you to our reviewers. Pull request-wise, uh, we have 30 open right now, which I think is a first for us. Um, we've had a lot going on. Um, and so anybody who has a pull request open, uh, please double back and check uh, that there's not work waiting for you to do. Oh, I'm guilty um, of that every week. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'll take a look. I'll, this week, I'm doing odds and ends because I'm only working three days. So I'll, I'll try to be pretty diligent. And so if I close one of your PRs that's open... Uh, don't take it personally. It just means that like it's a longer term thing that we'll we'll make a new PR for later if we want to pick it back up. Uh, but I would like to see this number get down. Um, Thirty is a lot, and we should be better about it. Um, so expect to see that this week. Um, issue wise, I had two closed issues by two people, four open by four, so we're up uh, two as well for a total of three hundred thirty three open issues. Um, this is a number that is potentially okay to increase. Um, we try to triage uh, all of those issues, and we do it by assigning milestones. Um, and we have uh, no issues assigned, uh, not assigned a milestone, so it looks like we're caught up for uh, for uh, triaging. And then we have um, 281 uh, long-term open issues. So uh, the bulk of those are either in 6.1 or 6x um, sorts of things. Um, and then a few 701s as well. So doing decently well on issues. I think we can expect that number to increase. But um, on the PR side, we should be better. We actually have two pages worth of PRs, and we should only ever have one page, I think is a good metric. Um, so yeah, that's it for the core. I guess I should do an overview, but uh, I think the highlights were already covered. Uh, 600 stable is out. So if anybody finds an issue with that, please let us know. Um, and then 610 beta 1 is out, and uh, that should be much, much better than beta 0, which didn't work well at all. Um, so let us know how those are going. Um, we're rapidly approaching stable on the S2, I think. It's just we have a few uh, random uh, crashes and, and hangs and stuff that we'll, we'll need to figure out. But I think we're, we're on the cusp of getting to a world where the S2 is, is stable and work well for us. So... Um, Help us out, find those issues, help us squash it, and uh, we'll be in a good spot. Thank you, Scott. And with that, mm -hmm. I will pass uh, to Katni to tell us about the libraries. And uh, David, Thanks, you're Jeff. not muted. All right. So in terms of the libraries, uh, this covers all Adafruit CircuitPython libraries. So that's every library that begins with Adafruit underscore CircuitPython underscore. We had 18 pull requests merged by eight authors and six reviewers. Uh, most of those were either zero or one days old, which is good. It means we're remaining caught up, and we got one that was a little over a week, uh, leaving us with 36 open pull requests. 
Uh, we had 17 issues closed by eight people and 10 opened by 10 people, uh, leaving us with 233 open issues, nine of which are good first issues. If you're interested in this information um, or would like to begin contributing to CircuitPython, uh, consider going to circuitpython.org contributing. You'll find a list of open pull requests, a list of open issues, and a list of library infrastructure issues. You can go to the um, issues page and search by label. Good first issue is an excellent label to start with if you are new to uh, CircuitPython or new to contributing in general. And uh, if you're looking for something a little more complicated, consider searching for bug or enhancement. Um, all of these are great ways to get started contributing. If you are new to Git and GitHub, we have a guide on contributing to CircuitPython using Git and GitHub. And we are always available to answer questions. We want you to be able to join us and contribute in whatever way works best for you. You can also go to the pull requests, uh, take a look at the code. You can um, review it just for syntax, leave a comment, let us know you looked at it. If you have the hardware, give it a test. Uh, just let us know what you did. All types of reviews in that sense are super helpful. Um, and uh, we have a list of, a short list this week of updated libraries uh, and no new libraries this week. Uh, and that's where we're at with the libraries. And uh, you corrected a problem where uh, circuitpython.org wasn't up to date with the latest library information. Is that right? That's, that's true. Uh, it stopped updating in the middle of October and uh, it was um, a bit of a beast to sort that out. Um, but we figured it out, got it going, and circuitpython.org is uh, slash contributing and slash libraries uh, both stopped updating at the same time they read from the same uh, file. So uh, that's now fixed. Um, so feel free to check that out now. Uh, if you've checked it out between something like uh, October 20th or um, something to that effect until last Wednesday, you would have seen the same information uh, straight through. And we apologize for that, but we did figure it out um, and get it sorted out. So that is updating now, and it is uh, now showing the latest information. Awesome. I'm glad that's fixed. Uh, with that, I will pass it uh, on to Melissa to tell us the Blinka stats. Uh, hello. Blinka is our CircuitPython compatibility layer for Raspberry Pi and other single board computers. And this week we had three pull requests merged by two authors and two reviewers. Uh, one author I don't recognize is SecTouch. Um, there are five open pull requests currently um, amongst the different Blinker-related libraries. Uh, there are there were three closed issues by three people and one open by one person, leaving a net of forty-seven open issues. There have been wow, that's a lot. 5,191 PyPI downloads in the last week, and there are 60 supported boards at the moment. All right, and I will just circle back. I missed one of the overall stats. Uh, we had 22 closed issues by nine people and 15 open by four people overall. So it was a nice uh, decrease in issues, I think, everywhere but the core. So good job, um, everybody but the core. And with that, we'll move on to Hug Reports. Uh, Hug Reports is uh, the moment when we highlight the good stuff that other people in this community and beyond are doing to uh, support one another. So um, I will show how it goes by starting out, and then we will go in alphabetical order. Jerry is next. So uh, I want to thank uh, 
this the people on this Discord in the Help with 3D Printing channel, where I don't participate a whole lot, but I had questions. And so particular thanks to Sphere in a Box, Reload, and Sartre, who uh, helped me with some problems over the weekend, or uh, I guess it was the end of last week. Uh, I also want to thank all the people dropping by this channel with info about ESP32S2 features and bugs. And uh, three that I found when looking uh, in my logs were Back7, Ask Patrick W, Microdev, and I know I'm forgetting others. So uh, please don't take that personally, and please accept my group hug to the whole community uh, because you're amazing. And with that, I'll pass it over to Jerry with Cat uh, Neon on deck. Yeah, I just had a group hug this week. Awesome. Nice to be here. All right. And then after Katni, we will go uh, to some notes that I will read. All right. So this week I have a hug for Carter for helping me with the which CircuitPython board is right for you guide. Um, I wrote the bulk of the text and he went through and made it a lot more readable and um, easier to skim, uh, which I know a lot of people do. And especially in a, in a guide like this. Um, it will uh, happen. So it was it was an excellent addition uh, that he did, and I really appreciate that. Um, hug report to Foamy Guy for all the recent MagTag library updates. My email was just full of uh, notifications, uh, GitHub notifications from from him, and uh, all of them were adding like MagTag projects or updating libraries to support MagTag, etc. So thank you very much for that. And a hug report to you, Jeff, uh, for making it possible to run the GitHub Actions job on CircuitPython.org uh, GitHub for testing purposes. Um, it would have been awful to only have it test once a day and then have to wait until the next day for it to test again. Yes. Um, so thank you so much for for doing that. It um, made it made it made the fix possible because I mean, if we'd had to wait 24 hours between everything, it would have just been terrible. So thank you for that. That's what I got. All right. Um, up next is Maker Melissa. But before that, I have notes to read from Kevin Thomas, who has a hug report to Foamy Guy for continuing to work with me on the IoT trivia and giving me advice on the best display panels to make holiday outdoor animation projects, which sounds very fun. Uh, I'll have notes from Microdev uh, next. But first, we have Maker Melissa. Hello again. Hello. Um, I just wanted to give a group hug this week. All right. Uh, Scott will be uh, on deck, but now Microdev uh, has a text note group hug to the community. And after Scott is uh, V923Z. Hello. Uh, first, Jeff, a hug for you for all of the reviews and merges last week. Really appreciate waking up to seeing all those get checked in. Uh, hug report to Benny E for the improved connect logic uh, on the S2. Hug report to Greg Steyer for helping with the IMX RT. We've got some emails going with Greg to help us get uh, the Metro 1011 out the door, uh, which is exciting. And then uh, hug report to Foamy Guy, Carter, Deshipu, and Anik Data for helping folks over the weekend uh, and help with CircuitPython. So thank you all um, for helping new folks. Really appreciate it. All right, uh, Zoltan is next, and then we'll go back to the top and catch Brent. Uh, thanks, Jeff. So first and foremost, I would like to thank you for your generous and ongoing support with um, testing and uh, uh, GitHub issues. So in the past two weeks, I have been um, heavily testing Microlab, and um, 
um, run into a number of uh, GitHub difficulties, and you were always there to to uh, help me out. Uh, um, and what really amazes me is the fact that um, um, you managed to issue a pull request while discussing something with uh, Katni and this, at the same time discussing something else with me. Uh, this, this is really amazing. Uh, I would also like to thank uh, GitHub user Rahul uh, Moria. I think he's not on uh, Circuit Python or the uh, Discord uh, channel, but I wanted to, to make his name known. Um, he, he lent me a helping head with, with the uh, scripts, um, testing scripts. Um, during testing, uh, we um, um, found uh, some sort of discrepancy between CircuitPython and my, uh, MicroPython, um, and then um, took the time yesterday night to, to outline a, a possible solution for that. So uh, then, thanks for that. And uh, finally, I have a group hug. Um, it doesn't matter when and what I ask. There's always someone to to um, give a uh, an answer, um, and it's, it's really great to to have uh, such a supportive uh, community. So with that back, with that back to you, Jeff. All right. Um, so after Brent, I will have some notes to read. But uh, Brent, if you're here, it's uh, nice to hear from you. Here. It's a short week, so I have more time. Um, everybody who worked on the ESP32 S2 work, uh, big hug to you. I've been using it. It's really good. I'm amazed at how quickly it connects. And it even tells me like when my network isn't found. That's amazing. Uh, Maker Melissa for the MagTag library helped me get going really quickly. Uh, Melissa also did the matrix portal library, and this felt like the same thing, which was great when I started using it the first time and was overwhelmed. Um, and that's for the tiny UF2 for a MagTag. It's much quicker than flashing a binary blob to the ESP32 S2 and a group hug. All right, thank you. Uh, I have notes from a few people and then we will go to Dan. Uh, Charles Verniford, who is lurking, says group hug and happy Thanksgiving to all. Um, and then C. Grover has a big block here. A hug report to the team and community for the release of 6.0. Gradually converting projects and haven't run into any issues. A hug to Sedacious for his encouragement to tackle more complex I2C device drivers. His crop of CircuitPython Stemma device libraries served as excellent examples and helped me break through expanding my coding skill set. And finally, a hug report to the team that developed Adafruit CircuitPython Register for working with I2C device communication. It's an amazing tool. I hope to fully understand it someday. Uh, and with that, I will hand it over to Dan. And next, I have some more notes to read. Thank you. Um, so I have two items. Thanks to MicroDev and um, Scott, who wor worked on Deep Sleep before I started working on it. And so I, their, their work was the basis for what I did, and it saved a lot of time and thought and everything. Thank you. And then thanks to Katni for doing the which board do you want to choose based on various criteria guide, which is really clear and helpful. And I'm looking forward to linking to it many times in the future. Okay, thanks. All right. Um, I have notes from a few people and then Higher Effect will get to wrap up the section. Uh, so next, David Glad, who is lurking, has notes. Uh, he has a hug report for Unexpected Maker for customer support. My Feather S2 arrived DOA, spent a lot of time uh, troubleshooting it, 
and helped me to reflow it, unfortunately with no success. A new board is on the way. To Scott for accepting yet another PM25 pull request, and a hug report to Blake and Foamy Guy for Blinka CLI. Uh, too late to help with the 6.0 upgrades, but useful for the future. Next, notes from Dylan, who is text only today. A hug report to R. Hooper for fixing the Adabot report that goes on circuitpython.org slash contributing. I'm not sure that's the right name. Uh, thanks to everyone who has been releasing libraries, especially... Oh, it is, says Katni. Uh, hug report to everyone who has been releasing libraries, especially when the Adabot report wasn't working. And finally, a group hug. And then I have notes from Foamy Guy, uh, who has a hug report for Blake for making and sharing a CLI utility for interacting with CircuitPython devices, which if you haven't seen about that, uh, definitely go read back on the CircuitPython text channel and find out about it. And a group hug for all. And with that, it is down to you, Hire Effect. Uh, just a group hug for me uh, this week. Uh, I had Thanksgiving this week and moved, so I've been a little bit off. So thanks to anyone who has uh, been waiting and is patient about stuff that they're waiting on for me. That's it for me. All right. In that case, we are ready to move on to status updates. During status updates, we invite you to take a couple of minutes to tell us what you've been up to since the last time we connected and what your goals are uh, for the next week or so. And um, as always, if you throw in a little something flavorful or if you have some advice to share, uh, this is a good time for it, but longer topics will take two in the weeds. I will kick things off again, and we'll go in alphabetical order just like before. Uh, so last week, the ESP32S2 dominated my time. Among other things, I worked on uh, I2C and I2S um, to maximize any acronym confusion. And um, particularly the fix for the I2C seemed a little dubious. So uh, we've had some reports from people that they're still having problems. Once I get some good information about that and can reproduce it, I'll put it back under the debugger and work on it this week. Um, I'm seeing things work really well on my MagTag with some temperature sensors. So maybe there are aspects of it that are um, specific to the I2C board or specific to the ESP32S2 board. I don't know. I'm really um, depending on the people around me to help me get to the point where I can reproduce it and work on it. But that's definitely um, something that I will be doing. Um, I'm going to be returning to doing some um, some work for project guides. Um, I think we ended up deciding that I was going to work on something that involves uh, Bluetooth and YouTube and a stationary bike. And then another thing that I have to do uh, is finish a joint project with my wife. It's called Twinkle Twinkle Little Scarf. And we need a little 3D printed electronics and battery holder, and that's all up to me. Uh, I didn't let Jerry know that he was on deck, but you're up next, Jerry, and then Katni. Uh, I'm here, ready. Um, see, not a whole lot to report. Um, I fixed a little bug in the uh, R5, not a bug, but a update to the R503 fingerprint sensor. Turns out it's got a different um, image size than the, stand, the other sensors, so the program that would save the image to your your um, host computer if you're on a Raspberry Pi um, was saving kind of a weird weird image because it was getting the size wrong. So I updated that. It's a, there's a PR out there that when somebody gets around to reviewing it, it should hopefully move along. 
Um, I don't know if anybody has one of those sensors and wants to take a look at it. And otherwise, I've just been tied up with work, work all week and not enough playtime. Yeah, sometimes they mm. expect you to do a whole week of work in three days, but uh, yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> all right. Uh, go ahead, Katni, and then after that, I have some notes to read from people. All right. So last week, um, a belated hug report to Roy for doing all the Adabot work. Um, we fixed circuitpython.org slash contributing and slash libraries, uh, which was actually a fix to Adabot. Um, basically, there needed to be some error checking put in. It was the, the job itself was failing. Um, and because of the way that circuitpython.org works, it just fetches the, the latest file that's output outputted by Adabot. Um, and it, so it, it continues to fetch that same file. So we don't really, there's no, there's no errors that are thrown unless you're checking the, um, actions, you know, runs. So it wasn't until, um, we noticed that it hadn't been updating, um, that we figured out we needed to do something about it. And Adabot is kind of built a bit like Venice where we, built it and then we just keep building on top of it so it's really gnarly code um and so that was uh, a bit of a beast to go through but um thanks to Roy for doing all of that and uh, thank you again Jeff for making it so that we could actually um test it and not wait for the cron job to run um publish the which circuit python board is right for you guide it is a guide that has pages based on uh, a particular feature. So for example, Bluetooth enabled, Wi-Fi enabled, built-in display, things like that. And then uh, within those pages has all the boards that have that feature and then a bit about the other features those boards have. And um, the skimming bit that Carter added is there's a line in bold that basically tells you why you would pick that board. Um, and there's a product link with an image so you know what you're getting into and you can just click it right then, you know if it's in stock. Um, and if it's not, you could skim down to something else, et cetera. Um, we get a lot of people asking, you know, Hey, I'm new to circuit Python. Where should I start? And picking a board is part of that. And the offering that Adafruit now has is pretty monumental, um, which makes it really overwhelming if you don't know what you're looking for. So hopefully this guide will help. Had a lot of positive feedback so far. Uh, there's also a page on chipsets that explains the difference between, uh, the different microcontrollers which I think will also be really handy because we get questions about that a lot as well. Um, I tested a slideshow library update from Foamy Guy for MagTag. I uh, ran into some issues with that, but uh, there are new commits there um, since the last time I took a look. Created four fritzing objects. I updated the BME280 guide with the STEMIQT rev update and added a GIF of the MagTag entering the ROM bootloader to the ROM bootloader guide page. There was already one for the Metro ESP32-S2 um, and we added one for MagTag as well. Uh, today so far, added a beginner boards page to the which CircuitPython board is right for you guide, and uh, punted that to Carter to add his final touch. Um, so this week, uh, first thing up is actually to test the latest commits to the slideshow library PR from Foamy Guy. Um, I'm going to be doing a MagTag project or starting a MagTag project this week, uh, which is going to be um, a, a wreath because uh, we have LED strips that plug into the MagTag real easily. Um, and it's going to be uh, using the LED animations library as long as everything works. Uh, and if it doesn't, we need to fix the library because it should work. Um, 
and uh, use the buttons to pick different um, different animations and have the LEDs on the mag tag do the same animations. And I'm thinking I'm going to take it one step further and have um, each button have a different uh, cute little uh, Christmassy or holiday-ish um, image on the mag tag display. So that should be fun um to start out by testing the led animations library and then go from there um i have a half day on wednesday and my four fun question mark is attempting to dismantle an unexpected nine pound frozen turkey um i we had uh groceries uh ordered and ordered stuffing to go with the already frozen turkey we have um which is just a turkey breast only and uh the person who apparently put everything together um, screwed up and put a turkey on the order instead of stuffing. So we have an unexpected turkey. <laughs> that, and, and our oven is not good enough to cook a nine-pound turkey, so the only option is to dismantle it before cooking it. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, it's not going to be fun. Um, but a it's really learning option experience if you do it, I think. That'll, that'll be the extent... I'll, I'll admit that, yes, learning experience. Short of that, um, I have other words that I won't <laughs> use. Lack of work. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I mean, I've, I've only I'm watched at. videos of this, and it's it's a process. All right. Um, yeah. Moving on from that, um, I'll, I'll invite anybody else to top Katniss plans. Uh, Maker Melissa is on deck, but now I have notes from Kevin Thomas. Uh, last week... Uh, created the Microbit V2 Study Buddy project, which is an electronic educational engagement tool designed to help students learn a new classroom subject with the assistance of a Microbit TED. I will be presenting this project at the Microbit Live virtual conference on Friday, December 4th. The project is freely available on my GitHub repo. Continued to work with FoamyGuy on our IoT trivia app, Updated the Python for Kids free online Python development course to cover the Microbit V2 when it is released next month. This week, continue to work with FoamyGuy on our IoT trivia app and continue to build out CircuitPython mini projects. Uh, Maker Melissa is up next, and then I have notes from MicroDev. Oh, you mean up now? Okay. I'm uh... sorry, yeah, up now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, last week I fixed an issue for with the uh, 1.3 inch display on the Raspberry Pi by rewriting the device tree overlay. I made some improvements to the MagTag library. Uh, I tested the Web Bluefruit Playground app uh, to find that it had fixed itself, uh, which was nice. Uh, I fixed an issue with the BNO055 not working with Web Serial. It just ended up being like the case on a function had changed from lowercase to uppercase. Um, I worked on a, the web serial ESP tool and got it to a point where I'm trying to get it to sync and it looks close, but I'm not, I have to pull up my CLEA, but right now glitch is down, so I can't really test it. Uh, and I updated my existing guides based on feedback I received. Uh, this week, I am working on debugging the Web Serial ESP tool to get it to sync, and I'm going to start working on a common portal library that existing portal libraries such as PyPortal and Matrix Portal will build off of in order to make maintaining the libraries easier. And that's it. All right. Uh, I 
have some notes from MicroDev, and after that I will pass it off to Scott. Uh, so MicroDev last week finished a bug in Touch.io, finished implementation of NVM, Frequency I.O., and PS2I.O., all for the ESP32-S2, uh, and also a PR for I2C peripheral support is on its way, and with that merged in, the ESP32-S2 port will have the most number of modules supported. I wasn't tracking that number, but wow. All right, uh, Scott is up now, and then uh, back to V923Z. Hello. I released beta 1 last week, um, and that involved swapping the website to make its own download URLs and making the files.json smaller. Uh, when we released, replaced 5.31 with 6.0, we basically made the file too large. Uh, a GitHub API that we use to update it requires it to be under a megabyte. So I had known this day was coming, and so I added all the data I needed to create the URLs, but I actually did that last week and then removed the URLs from the file. Um, I do need to fix the uh, PR message for the automatic update because it says that all languages are new, uh, which they are not. Um, I have a PR out for speeding up JSON parsing, but it's currently not even running the tests, so I've got to fix the Unix build. Um, but I know folks are eager for that because it's a really good speed up. I did that during my stream last week and got an example from 111 seconds down to three seconds. Um, so that's nice and speedy. Um, I have a PR for tweaking when to retry connect as well. I just added a, another case where instead of failing immediately with the error, we, we try it again. Um, so this week, I'm primarily doing odds and ends and bug hunting on the ESP. Uh, one thing that's on my radar is uh, tweaking requests to retry when a read fails after a successful send. Um, I think a lot of people are seeing this like failed to read HTTP response. Um, and I think I could probably make that a little bit more resilient on the request library. So I'll take a look at that. Um, but uh, it's a short week. Uh, obviously, it's Thanksgiving here in the US. So I'm taking Thursday and Friday off and no stream this week as well. So just odds and ends. Thank you, Scott. Uh, I'm guessing that Brent is at the top of the list, uh, but now it's Zoltan. Uh, thanks, Jeff. <clears throat> so um, um, last week, I actually forgot to mention that um, I factored out quite a few of the um, functions in Microlab, uh, which means that um, if you if you just need a Fourier transform or um, the inverse of a of a matrix or something like that, then then you can grab the code. Uh, it's totally independent of um, of of circuit Python or the, or, or MicroPython. Or, or anything else, it just needs floating point numbers. Uh, you can grab it from there and then compile it into into your whatever code you want. Um, I, I forgot to mention that last week. Um, beyond that, I, I uh, wrote and, and reviewed a number of test scripts um, and uh, fixed um, seven bugs, I think seven bugs uh, uh, last week in Microlab. Um, uh, this week, I, I would like to squash two more bugs. And then after that, once I'm done, I um, would like to see to answering two feature requests. Uh, one of them concerns the um, creating Boolean arrays. Uh, and the other one is, is about adding um, infinity and not a number to, um, to uh, 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 the microlab class constants. Um, 
And if time permits, uh, I, I would like to wrap up the week with uh, shaking up the documentation a bit and with that back to you, Jeff. Thank you. All right. At the top of the list, as predicted, is Brent. Uh, after that, I will have notes from several people. This past week, I was updating some examples. Uh, specifically, I updated Adafruit IO CircuitPython to use requests. So it now works as circuit, uh, with ESP32, S2, and CPython, and of course, uh, ESP32 Spy. And I'm in progress, I'm updating mini MQTT for CPython, uh, ESP32 S2, which is like native socket. And then I'm also making sure it works with the existing uh, uh, ESP32 Spy and then uh, the ethernet module as well. And that's what I'm working on, it's a short week. Awesome, belated hug request for, uh, or report for doing the Adafruit IO update. That is uh, something I've been looking Thank forward you. to having in hand. So I'll check on that very soon. Thanks, sure. All right, uh, next I have uh, notes from C. Grover and after that we will go to Dan. Uh, so C. Grover writes, as part of the DC motor dynamometer project, developed and tested a CircuitPython driver for my custom NAU7802 24-bit bridge sensor ADC feather wing. The NAU7802 wing will be used to measure rotary torque from two load cells. And next week, uh, they plan to wrap up the mechanical apparatus for the DC motor tester and work on the brake motor scheme. Incorporate two INA260 breakouts to measure individual motor power characteristics. And upgrade the five Trinket M0-based holiday window display control modules from circuit four to six might be time to introduce some fancy animations. Uh, let's see, after Dan, I will have some notes to read, uh, but go ahead, Dan. Okay, so I've been working um, pretty much mostly on uh, deep sleep, uh, focused on the ESP32-S2. Um, and before the MagTag projects that kind of, that we want be really duration, some kind of like sleep for a certain amount of time is what we really are focusing on. So I narrowed down my focus to that. I started with um, stuff that Scott at Microdev had done and reworked the API. I did a lot of coding over the past four or five days and it's like almost ready to test. Like I need to uh, compile it for one last time and then actually set up a test uh, jig and make sure it's actually with the current monitor so I can make sure it's actually sleeping. So, uh, and then I, I'll have I'll submit a PR with that part and then go back and work on some other things like pin alarms. And I've been doing a lot of work on the API. We've, we did some work on the API beforehand, some discussion. And as I was implementing it, I found some more uh, sort of things to consider and uh, particularly for pin alarms. And so uh, I have a lot of the code for pin alarms done in terms of the user API, but not the not the lowest level implementation. And I'll be going back and doing that. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, I have notes from several people, but the next other person that you will hear from will be HireEffect. Uh, so David writes uh, that he has been testing all of the available MagTag examples, as well as Matrix Portal on two 32 by 64 daisy chained panels. Uh, support for DD slash MM, which I think is the European date format, in the Moonphase clock for Adafruit Matrix Portal. 
and a quarantine e-ink clock for MagTag, which uh, there's a link here. I'll drop that in. Always fun to see David's projects. And, uh, oh, uh, David also says, uh, added a hug report for Rent RU for the original Pi Portal version. Next, I have notes from Dylan, uh, who is uh, essentially finishing guide on submitting projects to Oshawa via the API. And this week, uh, doing a guide on VS Code on the Raspberry Pi, which a lot of people love Visual Studio Code, so fun to see it on that platform. Foamy Guy, um, by the way, Foamy Guy, if you do want to uh, do your in the weeds, what did I do? Um, let us know if you're doing your in the weeds, uh, Foamy Guy, or not. So anyway, uh, notes from Foamy Guy say testing out the Blinka CLI utility for managing devices. Adding Linux support, yay, and some Atmel board identifiers. Added text slide support to the slideshow library. Adapted examples for display shapes, display text, and bitmap font to work on MagTag. Final touches on the IoT Trivia app with uh, Unexpected Maker Feather S2 and OLED Featherwing. Next week, add a commit hash flag to the update function in the Blinka CLI tool and work on a dashboard for weather and forecast from OpenWeather API for the MagTag. And I will hand it to you, HireEffect, once again to round out the section. Alrighty, um, so this past week, uh, my family had an early Thanksgiving, so I will be working all through this week, um, but I uh, took a couple days off last week to do that. Um, I also moved uh, back out to Western Mass, so um, I, uh, but I did do some reviews and some Arduino work, and I'll be continuing to stay in Arduino land for a little while this week uh, as I work on uh, speeding up the Arduino Neo Pixels um, to use the ESP32 uh, RMT module on both the, both the ESP32 and the ESP32 S2 so that the, the Pixel um, library works on both of those chipsets. Um, uh, there's been a lot of ESP32 S2 stuff uh, coming out, um, and uh, I'm uh, feeling a little bit behind, so I'll be catching up on a bunch of that this week with new reviews. I'll be working on fixing the ESP32 S2 bus pin claiming, which seems to be impacting parts of uh, bus I.O., um, and completing some of my old PRs. I feel like every time uh, Scott brings up that we are behind on our PRs, I wince a little bit because I know that a lot of them are mine. <laughs> or at least ones that I have to review. So um, I'll be revisiting a bunch of those, hopefully getting my pin reset one done, hopefully getting the uh, F1 that I keep talking about and never doing done, um, probably not getting my SPI one done because that still needs some work, um, but hopefully reducing that number a little bit before he closes them all and I have sadness. Um, fun stuff. Uh, I did do last week, uh, I talked with um, the company Robotis, which is a company that makes uh, robotic motors for um, robotics projects. They're kind of a smart type of servo, but I ended up talking quite a bit about CircuitPython. Um, I'm not sure when that video is going to be out, but it sounds like probably around January 12th. Um, but yeah, we talk a little bit about uh, robotics and CircuitPython. So um, I don't know, hopefully it'll be good and I didn't mess up. I'll have to see the video. Um, and that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, with that, we are going to move on to the final section of this meeting in the weeds. Uh, for things that don't fit in the other section and which need longer discussion, we invite anybody who's participating to add their topics to in the weeds. 
and then we'll take them in the order, well, we usually take them in the order that they're in the document, but as Foamy Guy isn't here, uh, I will switch to the second topic, which is my own. I wanted to discuss the holiday meeting calendar, and I will PR the results into the meeting repo so that the online calendar is up to date. Um, I think I wrote in the notes uh, my idea, one possibility is normal meetings on the 7th, 14th, and the 21st, and then no meeting Christmas week, which is the week of December 28th, um, or it is Christmas on Friday anyway, and then back to normal on Monday, January 4th. And I know that, Scott, you had suggested a slightly different um, setup if you want to pipe in. Uh, it's yeah, so mostly what we've just done... to have it settled, uh, right, and get it in the document. Right. What we've usually done is we've usually done one later in the week, that middle week, but I think because it lines up this way, I think that's fine. I think usually it's that, like, it's two weeks kind uh -huh. of gap where yeah. what you're proposing is only one. The way that it, the way the holidays usually fall, we do have, we typically have a two week gap this time. We don't. So I think that just skipping the 28th is an excellent idea. All right. Um, if nobody else has a different point of view, I will uh, get that PR'd sometime today after the meeting. And in that case, whoops, I forgot to take my time code. Well, we'll call it 4830. Uh, in that case, we can go down to Brent for Wi-Fi example naming. So on Friday, I was updating the uh, CircuitPython library for Adafruit.io, and I noticed that we have a lot of examples and a lot of different interfaces now to connect to the internet. Um, so I've been trying to figure out like what's the best way of organizing it is, and I'm still coming at like a block uh, the two ideas are we append the interface name to the end of the example, but then in requests and mini MQTT, we have multiple examples. So we'll need multiple examples for multiple interfaces. So would a solution be we have examples and then the interface name and then all the matching examples within there. So like ESP32 spy examples, ethernet. Um, I just want some feedback for how people think we should name this so it's intuitive to new users um so the with it appended to the name you currently have in that's what's currently in requests correct i'm looking at that right now okay um and you're questioning whether to do that or to have folders right because we're going to have multiple uh, examples, but like one would be CPython. I'm not sure what the design goal for all of these I think, examples is. I think folderizing it makes the most sense. Okay. Um, just because then you're not looking at um, if if you if you go to the examples folder into any given library. Um, you're not looking at a bunch of stuff at once. You're, you can click on that folder and then see only what you're looking for. Does the, bundle, does the bundle do reasonable things with folders of examples? I believe so, yes. I think the example should still be named very clearly, but um, like I think folderizing it is fine. We already have folderized um, folders in other libraries, Scott. 
Do we prepend the name of the library to the folder when we bundle it all together? The folder? I don't believe so. So I would just worry. I would worry about having uh, folders of the same name from different libraries uh, um, in, the, in the bundle. I um. I don't know if we do because NeoPixel. Whenever I search for NeoPixel, it always pops up in multiple locations. Uh, and there's a few folders with that name. Um, that is a valid point. Um, so I would, yeah, I would definitely prepend the library name to the folder okay. because so we do that in the build or in the, in each directory, like, should we do it manually or should we have the, the bundle build do it automatically? Um, I don't have an answer to how complicated that is. I think manually is probably fine. I don't think that that's adding a whole lot of work in the end. I mean, the um, risk with manual is that you don't do it in some cases. Well, right, but that's, I mean, that's what PR reviews are for, is to make sure we catch that. I know it may still not happen. And I'm looking right. at the library bundle right now, or the example bundle right now, and like Adafruit IO, for example, is appended to the two um, HTTP and MQTT folders. So that's excellent. Um, right. There's one that's advanced examples that is nothing needs to be circuit playground. So I completely agree that we've got some mixed stuff going on here. Yeah. Anic data makes a good point saying advantage of manual is that GitHub viewing will match the downloads. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I think I think go that route and append the um, library name to the folder. Right. Works for me. Thank you. Okey doke. Um, oh, let me say let me say a quick thing that please. I forgot to put on here. Um, just a heads up: we this time of year we do start doing like uh, next year planning. So everybody's just start thinking about um, what you want to see from CircuitPython in 2021. Um, and I'll do a blog post in the next couple weeks about that. I'll have to look in when I see when I usually get around to it. All right. Uh, well, unless anybody wants to take up the in the weeds topic that foamy guy was going to raise, uh, I will move on and conclude our meeting today. Going once, going twice. All right. Well, in that case, that has been the CircuitPython weekly meeting for the 23rd of November, 2020. Thanks everybody who is able to join us and thanks everybody who is listening in with us after the fact. We hope that uh, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving that you do it safely and um, find other ways to connect with the people that you love. Uh, we'll see you here a week from now and most of the weeks in December. I know there's stuff that I forget in this section um, for what I'm going to summarize. Kenny, do you just want to bust in and tell me what I'm missing because my document doesn't have it? Sure. Um... So uh, this meeting will be featured in the uh, Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. Don't forget to Adafruit, visit adafruitdaily.com to subscribe. Um, we already discussed the next meeting will be held at the same time on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, it's held on the Adafruit Discord, which you can join at any time by going to adafru.it slash discord. The video of this meeting will be released on YouTube at youtube.com slash Adafruit, and the podcast will be available on major podcast services. 
Um, if you want to support Adafruit and CircuitPython, and those of us that work on CircuitPython, consider purchasing hardware from uh, adafruit.com. And lastly, to be notified about the meeting and any changes to the time or day, which in December we will be having a change, um, please request to be added to the CircuitPythonistas role on Discord. You'll receive a few notifications uh, here and there, but uh, it's not uh, commonly used other than to let you know about the meeting. All right, thanks, Katni. That is really appreciated. I need to get this section into my personal notes that I refer to while we're doing things. All right, thanks, everybody. Enjoy the uh, turkey, and just be safe, and see you in a week. Thanks, everyone.